0: We are CL and Rolden. And this is Two Gay Shits Discover the World, a podcast in which us, the two gay shits, discuss topics such as the transition to adulthood, the occult, the supernatural, etc. Brief disclaimer: we are not native English speakers, so we apologize in advance for any foreign words that might make it in.
1: I must also personally apologize for any weird accents that may come and go as we record these episodes. So Basically, we are both from Paraguay, and we've been friends for over eight years now. We met in high school, and then we went our different ways in college, as one does. So we're now stuck in two different countries, and we decided to make this podcast to stay connected. Okay, so before we get started, I just want to say happy Pride
0: Month to everyone. And in this episode, we're actually going to be talking about Pride, and we're going to be talking about the differences between U.S., type of celebrations for pride and Paraguayan celebrations which are very different and a little bit about history too and just yeah we're gonna get into it so let me just start talking about U.S. Capitalism <laughs> that's the first word and that's all that really comes to mind when I look at it because you guys have no idea how many emails I've gotten over companies that I don't even know <laughs> in my spam folder which just like being happy pride, here's a discount of like 15% for AYZ. We love all the colors of the rainbow, (laughs) which it's fine. But also it's just like, I feel like that the whole, the whole spirit of pride is just, it doesn't like, you know, that's not, it's not coming through. And I feel like, I mean, well, yeah, they're, they're using a marketing opportunity to market their products. the LGBTQIA plus community which is fine but it's not like they're forward (laughs) thinking and or anything it's like like they do much or donate to charities I know some companies do but most of the ones that send out emails like this I don't even know and never heard of like aren't even U.S. companies you know they
1: Mm -hmm. just send over
0: the email and it's like okay all right happy pride everyone we know your dog is part (laughs) of the LGBT community so we're sending you this you know and I've, I have received like dog clothing companies that have like pride lines of things and it's just like what?
1: <laughs> Who wants this? What is this? I mean it's cute but you know the intention isn't cute <laughs> it's like the
0: the point of pride for me is not that you know it's just a month to celebrate all that is the LGBTQ plus community it's not you know to <laughs> sell body washes and dog clothes and hair dyeing kids you know
1: yeah I just don't like, feel like those like, are the vibes yeah it's it's more like they they see this gathering of people and they're like sell things when in reality they're just celebrating that they're not dying anymore so it's literally like, can you have just a little teeny bit of tact Is that how you say it? (laughs) I guess it is. Yeah, just be a little bit more
0: human, you know? And I know companies don't really actually care about this and they're just doing it to sell. And yeah, that's fine. It's a fair point. Valid argument. If I was a small time company, I'd probably do something similar, but I'd try to be more human about it, I guess. It's not like, you know, like a little text on an email that says, We appreciate you, hashtag pride. (laughs) That doesn't, yeah, it doesn't tell me anything about your product. Um, the history of like do you have like the owner are the owners part of the community like what 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 is the deal you know like do what (laughs) I don't know personally I get a little annoyed at those emails unless it's like I don't know like LGBT centers that are actually sending these out but they send those out and they're like happy bride here's like a list of resources you know of like crisis hotlines and also if you just need to talk to someone and gatherings that we're having a lot of them are online but still that kind of email I like because Mm -hmm. it's a different thing it's not like it's not marketing me a product it's like saying the community is joining and we're uniting and we want you to be a part of it and that I love (laughs) that I do love which also Mm -hmm. brings me to like the one in-person pride celebration that I could have before COVID happened and before it got Super canceled <laughs> because COVID, and it was like, oh my gosh, two years ago now. Yeah, two years ago now. And, I mean, it was awesome. I loved it. It was like the one time that I could actually go to Pride and not be afraid, which we'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that's a whole thing. Trust and believe. <laughs> but it was like the environment was so nice. It was beautiful. And again, there was a section of it where just companies had like their stands and -hmm. they were just there. I mean, there were resource centers, of course. And there was like um, Glisten, the Trevor Project, like all those, they had their own like stands, which I loved. And I went to every single one of them, had a lot of interesting conversations. But then there were the other like generic, we're not like, you know, the owners are not like LGBT or anything like that. We just want to like market our products to you. Mm. Just like if you're gonna give someone the space during a pride celebration, make it at least like someone that's part of the community, is all I'm saying. Just a little critique because that's the point of pride. Anyways, (laughs) it was like lovely, it was like in an open space, it was a park, so like everyone was spread out and it was just there was a stage, there were drag queens performing, which 10 out of 10, Chef K is awesome. Amazing food, like everything was great. It was like a wonderful time. And then I know in the online version, they set up like emails of like encouragement and all that kind of thing last year. I actually haven't looked into this year yet uh, cause I don't know if I feel like super safe with COVID still hanging around doing like in-person things but I'll definitely want to get involved in something because it just, it makes you feel like you're part of something other than yourself. And that you're like, there's like the sense of community even if it's not there the rest of the year, at least it's there in Pride Month, so that I appreciate. That's the US,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, I did also went to you know Pride here because I found out that there's an actual Pride parade here in Asuncion. It was twenty nineteen as well. So even if we were in two different parts of the world, we did go to basically the same, the same month in the same it was kind of the same vibes i guess with the difference of it being here which meant that um it wasn't that great actually uh i went with a friend of mine uh which came over to my house to quote unquote study for some midterms (laughs) which yeah never happened um but it was different because, I mean, there wasn't that much people comparing to, you know, the United States and, you know, those kind of first world countries. Um, and it's kind of like pride here. It's, it's It's been a journey to pride here. Let me just say that. Because, I mean, there there were like little stands for like, very independent and indie shops like they wouldn't sell much aside from like little pins or some I wouldn't say jewelry because it wasn't jewelry there's like a specific term but I forget the actual term um but there was like this little stands and there are like drinks and some water and for all of the people who like did the actual parade but I missed that because you know we had to wriggle around going to pride incognito with my friend and then we met this other friend and then we found my professor from university (laughs) there which was kind of awkward but you know it's fun to know that you're not the only well my my university is kind of plagued with the gays in a sense (laughs) but i mean it's always nice to see that someone you 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 never thought was part of the community just hanging out there and I never knew but I mean I'm pretty sure she is at this point anyways my point was that here it's not like this big celebration it's actually I think most of pride is centered around the U.S just as a concept that it being like in the anniversary of the Stonewall riots. However, here there's a whole other history behind that's not that well known actually. Um, so basically from what I, I did my research because I had like the vague concept of it after watching a documentary, but throughout the history of Farwise, you know, gay people have been oppressed and forced into seclusion, for sure. Uh, there is not much record of this, of course, because they wanted to keep it hidden from the general public because it's, like, not that well seen to be anything but the norm here. And it has... Well, it's changed over time, but it's it's been a long journey. Let's just say that. I think uh, it's, like, now
0: we're mostly I want to say because I don't know everywhere but not we're not afraid for our lives and like oh my god I'm gonna die type of way but it's still very much like at least I can say for me personally oh my god I'm gonna be shunned by my entire family
1: yeah you know I mean it's I like
0: think... it's it, the oppression is still there it's just like different
1: yeah, I mean, I think people are starting to be more open-minded now that there are more people out. However, I, for example, I am out to part of my family, but not all, because you know, some. There was a time where my aunt just came and exercised the house because of of reasons, right? So it, it, I just don't want to be exercised just because of you know being gay, and <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> Would so, not recommend. But yeah, uh, so basically what, what I was trying to get at was uh, that there was this dark period of, you know, Paraguayan history, which is known as the uh, dictatorship uh, way in during which Alfredo Stroessner was in command. And there were kind of like 30 years or something. And funnily enough, there wasn't much paper trails of all the things that were going on. But during this dictatorship, there was a particular event that kind of, I think, shaped the queer history in this country, which is known as Case 108. So this all started when a fire broke out in Barrio Obrero, which is just a neighborhood in Asunción on September 1st in 1959, I think. And then there was a mysterious fire that killed a very famous radio host. And he was also a dancer and he was named Bernardo Aranda, who was just 25 years old at the time. Uh, the pop- Well, he was a very popular host, right? So the people kind of started pressuring the authorities to like investigate the case and find out the culprit and all that kind of stuff. Um, so the social pressure kind of made the police dig into the events of that night. So actually the police in charge of the investigation used the occasion as a cover up to publicly out 108 gay men. Uh, they claimed that Aranda's death was due to a crime of passion and that those in the list were all suspects of the case. They claimed aranda's residence was frequented by this homosexual man and given that this could have only been a crime of passion the murderer must have been a gay man so after the investigation started those in the list and any other suspects that deviated from the norm were arbitrarily and violently detained and tortured in detention centers many of whom went through this nightmare on multiple occasions. On top of that, there were flyers, which listed the names of amoral suspects as a way to let the public know about their dubious sexual conduct. These men lost their jobs and, and on top of that, disappeared for weeks while they were detained without the knowledge of the public and even their own friends and family. It must be noted though that while the number that is usually associated with this point of history is 108, the flyers posted were multiple and they all had varying amounts of names on them. And they no longer tried to even conceal that most of this name that emerged in these new flyers were in no way or form associated with Aranda himself. It came kind of like a witch hunt at this point. So it's just like, uh, let's shift their attention from this beloved murdered, possibly, man, to, you know, gay man. Let's just... Shift all of their attention into that, because we don't know how to handle crisis. Anyways, so according to the survivors of this event, the list was in fact a much longer list. And it also included trans women and sex workers. To this day, there has been no attempt to apologize or even offer some sort of compensation for all of these named and nameless victims. Also, there is a lack of accessible public records. You know much more about this, aside from the fact that Aranda's case was never solved. And, you know, they never knew how much time these people spent jailed and all that. So, you know, it's it, it was a very uh, dark and violent part of history, I guess. And, it, you know, many people here in Paraguay, and I, I, I don't know if other places of the world know much about this but you know it's there wasn't a riot like stonewall was but you know that's because there was just so much fear around
0: yeah that's the thing also that we i don't know if we've clarified well probably not but um it was a dictatorship yeah so the fear of just showing up to one of those riots and then never coming home again and nobody ever knowing where you were was real. It was very mm-hmm. real. And there are still people that are missing from that time period.
1: That yes, people just a don't lot know of Where people. they are.
0: <laughs> so it's it was a very different time period. And they just used whatever tools they could to influence the population, make everyone afraid. I mean, guys, there were curfews. I don't know how to live like that. But there were like curfews. And if you weren't home... The police could just take you and you just, you just, you just weren't there anymore. Next morning, the w- people wake up and they're like, blah, blah. they're gone, you know? So that was a very real fear. I mean, I, you know, I, I can't imagine living like that and then having you being persecuted for being different, like with no other justification other than we don't like you because you're not, you're not part of this binary system that we have going on. It's, it's a lot. It's intense. Yeah. yeah.
1: And uh, from the documentary I I mentioned in the beginning as well. I I, I mean I don't know if it's a fact or not because you you can't really know with these things because as I said there is so little paper trail and also who would want to leave hello I am gay in a paper right, but right. uh, <laughs> <laughs> that you're gone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So basically, they said that one of Stroessner's kids was gay. So that's why he couldn't take it out on his son. So he took it out on the entire gay population instead. Uh, so that's why he, he was being like so harsh and so violent with this group of people.
0: Okay, so I've actually heard, obviously, this it's a rumor. Mm-hmm. I can't confirm 100% that, like you said, that one of, uh, of Straussner's kids was gay. And that's why he was so harsh on the community was because he couldn't take it out on his son because it was his son and blah, 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 you know? Mm -hmm, (laughs) So he's like, I love you, but I hate what you are, yada, 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 tell me a new story, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I had, well, in my family, there was was a general, a very high-ranking general from the military, in my family, and he was uh, very involved with Strassner and his campaign and everything, so he was, like, very high up ranks. So, I mean... It's a very strongly believed rumor amongst those that were kind of, like, close enough to Strassner to be able to tell or not. Obviously, there's no, like, information that confirms this, like, physical information that confirms this. But it was a pretty, like, spread most, most spread out rumor. And, like, a lot of people to this day believe it. Yeah. Would you just talk about the amount of issues that you need to have for that to be a thing that you do torture other people because you're what you're mad or
1: afraid of what one of your children is <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up man. like most yeah. of queer history is just fucked up it's like what how, what how do we how do
0: we land there kind of thing it always it baffles me but then I have to remember oh right You didn't just make gay people disappear. You made everyone disappear. That Okay. (laughs) You know?
1: So in a way, you could say that there was a bit of, you know, egalitarian movement there. Because not just gay people disappeared. Everyone disappeared. And there's people that haven't been found yet. And there are thousands of dead. And
0: And there are thousands of people that were imprisoned. Like, I also have a relative of mine that was imprisoned because they were at one of the protests, one of the few protests that people actually got the courage to do. Saying, Mm -hmm. you know, like, we want human rights because we're people. We're not, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) hello. (laughs) We're people. We want rights. And they were, like, gather up and they were taking an event and this person was gone for I I think a month. And that's... They were, like, tortured for a month. Like, not just... Put in jail for a month. Like this is not like I'm gonna go to jail because I, I you know I disturbed a peace or something and they're gonna let me out on bail the next day. No 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 no. This is like I'm gonna go to jail and I'm gonna get tortured for an indefinite yeah. amount of time because nobody told you anything.
1: Mm-hmm. And one day they yeah. just
0: let that person go. And obviously that traumatizes you. Like you are forever yes. changed.
1: And it's like for example with the gay men that like they were exposed to the public so everyone knew what they were and on top of everything that was going on they they were repeatedly brought in to get tortured and you know detained and you know just being I I didn't really want to get into the details because they're horrifying but just I can't picture myself just being thrown into jail being tortured like continuously for like I think I I we don't know for how much time but they just disappeared and then reappeared and then they disappeared again and it's just like I mean sometimes I I kind of think about I I I think that maybe I wish that things were better here because they're not great but you know compared to what it was then this is like a safe haven
0: Yeah that's yeah that's what I think it's like Sometimes I would be sitting there and I'd just be like, okay, I I hate this. I hate that I feel like so oppressed and that I can't go and have like a a regular like type of pride experience where I could just like be free and have fun and enjoy that type of life, you know? Mm -hmm. Because obviously when I was a teenager, I couldn't just actually go because the culture is a little bit different than it is in the U S you can't just be like, bye mom. I'm going out. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, no, <laughs> that's not, that doesn't happen that way. <laughs> At least in my family, it didn't. And I know a lot of other people that it just, it didn't happen that way. Like you had to give like a little bit more and you had to give like a social security number of the person that you're going to hang out with to your parents, you know? So it's, <laughs> yep. it's a very different type of, of environment. It's a different culture, obviously. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: couldn't ever go to pride when I was, when I was like, before I turned 18 and everything like that, I just couldn't do that. And I wouldn't have felt safe anyway because Paraguay is already such a, like a small country that you can find people that you know anyway. Yeah, <laughs> like just like even if they're just hanging out downtown, <laughs> you can still find someone. They're like, "What are you doing here?" I'm like, <laughs> "Wouldn't you like yeah. to know?" <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um, but it still, it was still with all of that, it was still so much better compared to what it was. So at least we could say progress is being done but it's just so slow <laughs> and yeah. I know obviously the U.S. is not perfect either people are still persecuted people are still discriminated against it's still obviously not a hundred percent but you just got to put things into perspective sometimes you know what it feels mm-hmm. like is so shitty and that it sucks and that there's like no equality maybe go look and read at the history of other countries and you'll find that <laughs> there are some that just make you feel so happy that you're where you are <laughs> and so privileged that you are where you are and you're not there, you know?
1: Yeah, and even even reading your own history, like, th- the history from the same country you were in, it's just, like, it has started from the shittiest of occasions, like, just go die in a corner kind of thing. Yes. A- and then with you know a lot of struggles and uh you know the ever-present war to get human rights it's 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 been a journey for every single country i think but you know with Mm -hmm. time it's it's getting better some countries faster than others but you know it's at least getting better like now with globalization and that kind of shit it's there's like a more informed audience that kind of helps out in those countries that are kind of like a bit more oppressed than others, I think. Yes.
0: And with the help of social media too, even if you are mm-hmm. in a very oppressed place, you can still feel that you have allies somewhere else. Yeah. So you just, you're still kind of, it gives you a little bit more hope, you know? And that I think is important to survive any type of like dangerous or oppressing situation that you're in. It's like you find other people even you know, mm-hmm. if they're not in the same place that you are, they're just like you know they're able to be themselves, and you could just connect to that, and you, can, you know, find peace in that. I mean, guys, mm-hmm. what happened? With, what what we were just discussing about? It happened in the sixties. <laughs> That's not entirely way too long ago. Nope. You know, so it's like, wow, <laughs> change has been made, but it's still you know, a so work in progress. Work in progress. <laughs>
1: yeah indeed and like i mean here as i mentioned in asuncion there there was and i think this year they had like a get together online because we we don't do like uh face-to-face things yet just because there's not enough vaccines and all that kind of stuff but there there's been some like from from the whole lgbt center here. asuncion <laughs> There's, you know, some events and that kind of stuff that kind of like help lift the morale, I guess. But I think that's also like a privilege of me being here in the capital city, because, for example, I, I remember I don't remember the headline as much as I remember the reaction of the class. But I remember that there was this article about, I think it was in, in, in 2018. It was in 2018 mm-hmm. because I distinctly remember this, my senior year of high school. And I had brought this piece of news to share with the class about, I think it was either Encarnacion or Ciudad del Este, but I don't remember. This. These are two major cities in Paraguay, by, by the way. And they wanted to like have a pride parade thing. Um but then the local government I guess uh they they kind of said, No, we're not letting you do this. And on account of it being like immoral and like a bad influence for the children and all oh, the children, this is so horrifying for the children. And I don't remember what it said or like the distinct headline of the article, but I just remember all of our classmates just coming on top of me and i couldn't like utter a single word anymore and then the teacher had to come and intervene so that i could finish reading the fucking article and like just and that was 2018 like they canceled the pride just because of you know the overwhelming amount of christian people being like no we're not condoning your behavior kind of thing
0: yeah and i just like uh it infuriated me so much i i remember like my feelings exactly in that class and i just wanted to like tear everyone apart but i'm i was still very much close at it i still very much am (laughs) so i couldn't (laughs) but the feeling was there like the the, because i just don't understand why you would hate someone for being authentically themselves so much yeah It's just, it doesn't, I, even if I wasn't part of the community, I still wouldn't be able to understand why you hate someone for just, for just being true and honest to themselves. Like, what do you want them to hide for the rest of their life? That's no way to live. (laughs) Like, what, what's the point? What, what does hate ever do to you? Like, it doesn't give you like any sort of like, it's not like I go around hating people and I'm happy for it. You know what I mean? It makes me bitter. So why do you want to live your life being bitter like that? (laughs) I don't understand.
1: And like the worst part is just justifying those kind of shitty thoughts with your religion. Like I'm pretty, I mean, I, I do have a complicated relationship with religion because, you know, religious institutions are like their own thing. However, if your fucking God tells you love each other, as um, what was the quote again love thy neighbor as you love yourself or something like that yes. or i don't know i don't know the bible in english <laughs> <laughs> but it's, if, if that's the main teaching of all the 10 commandments the one that was true uh the, the, the true commandment was just love thy neighbor as you love thyself or whatever it's like why why are you doing this like what is wrong with you
0: Exactly, like, again, I too have a very <laughs> complicated history with organized religion, especially monotheistic religions. We are going to get into this in <laughs> future episodes, believe you me, but <laughs> because, needless to say, we both have complicated relationships with, with faith in general, and religion in this way, and how it's, you know, practiced and preached and taught back home, because blah, 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 a lot of sermoning. Anyways, <laughs> Let's point out, Paraguay is, major- like, the majority of people in Paraguay, I'm going to say, probably about 80%, right, are Catholic. Just yeah. so that was, if, if we didn't point that out before, that's what that is. Yes. And I just don't understand why people try to mince true things. Like, again, yeah, like, what you just said, like, even if I don't have, like, that same belief system, still, though, <laughs> you're, like, most... The prized book like the one book that you always look to for guidance and things like that if if you're part of that faith which most people Mm. back there are it's like if you're just telling you to love people as you would love yourself so what is the point what is the point I always ask myself this of hating someone because in one specific passage of a book that was written like thousands of years ago by the way Mm -hmm. and written in different parts and not the same person we're gonna get into that but just like what is the point of getting stuck on that one phrase because they're because they're different from you? like what, what is the point of this? I don't understand. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't know. I can never understand it. I can never comprehend it. To me is idiotic and there's there's nothing that could ever come out of like nothing good can ever come out of hate. You're just you're making yourself bitter. you're making the people around you bitter those people that you hate are probably wonderful people that have done nothing to you <laughs> so yeah. just you know just like you because you things that happen here too it's like because you, you go out and you, you're you holding hands which is something that straight people do all the time and nobody tells them otherwise and yeah. it's just like it's, it's a gay couple and they're holding hands <laughs> <What's>, what? <laughs> why, why are you yeah. going to hate them for that? or they're having dinner or they're going they're doing normal things you know yeah even they're like if, their
1: lives <laughs> yeah like even if they're making out let's it's just like whenever i walk the streets just at least three straight couples making out like obscenely so just in public no nobody bad tonight. yeah yeah and it's well i do have to say though that as we know these people as in Mm, the gay community has been oppressed for very long and some people like to use this newfound liberty to get a bit out of hand and what I mean by getting out of hand I mean like public nudity um, right yeah and you know exhibitionism and that kind of stuff and you know I do get that because there are some things that I would not consider to be appropriate for the general public, you know. And of course. the worst thing is that these people are the ones that represent us because here at least these are the ones that are brave enough to go and parade across the streets. So it's just like it's it's a struggle because like these are my people and these are the people that I that I see a community with. However the ones representing me are the ones doing indecent things as they say. And you know it's it's a struggle because that's that's not who I am. But at the same time it's not like I have the balls to actually go and do that either. So like it's (laughs) it's complicated I guess because they I accept them and I I I welcome them as part of the community of course. But what they're doing I just I can't agree with that, because not only is it not appropriate for everyone, but also it kind of gives the others, like us, the ones that aren't brave enough, like a false image or something of the sort. I don't know if you get what I mean.
0: Yeah, no, I get what you mean. It's like it's making it more difficult to be accepted into mainstream society. When mm-hmm. you do those types of things that aren't you know they're not <laughs> help it's it's not helping the image, yeah, like what you said, it's just it's not like if somebody goes out and does that and they're part of the the community, then someone that's like hating on the community can just very well use them as a justification as to why all gay people are evil, for example, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and and why they're gonna corrupt your children and blah blah blah, you know. <laughs> And the history yeah. kind of repeats itself and the narrative is the same and it feels like you just want to say, shut up. But then, you know what like, <laughs> I'm Yeah. Like, you, you give them, you, you're giving them ammunition and then you're not like that. And I'm also not like that. And so it's like, how do we argue for the point that not everyone is like that? And the people that are, have just been oppressed for so long that they're like, fuck it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because that's literally what it is. Sometimes I feel like saying fuck it too, but I don't have the personality type to do mm-hmm. those kinds of things and I don't think they're appropriate in like a a, a city you know to do that in yeah. so it's it's like uh, yeah I get what you mean because I'm also in the comfort of like I accept you I support you you go clean, but it's just like <laughs> you're still just not making it easier for the rest of us to go to the parades to come out to family members to do all those things because then said family member could have a very negative opinion and then they could bring out like this types of things and events and just be like how can you be part of that you know Mm -hmm. and then it just makes it 10 times harder to explain and to try to make people understand yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) the whole thing yeah and then then we go again to the whole stereotypes and you know it's it's weird because as uh I don't like to define myself but probably lesbian person (laughs) it's like to be fair I kind of fit both stereotypes about my kind of people but at the same time I am like the complete opposite of like other stereotypes and it's like just like going back to our first episode of fitting into a box and it's kind of infuriating because I kind of tick so many boxes but at the same time I refuse to be defined by the box and the the problem with these kinds of people is that it's not I guess a problem but it's still an issue that should be discussed that they they create a new box that shouldn't be there that's what I guess I'm trying to get at yes I understand your point and I
0: yeah I agree with you on that it's yeah I mean I'm all for like empowerment, of of, of all kinds. Because yeah, mm-hmm. we've been oppressed for so long. It's like okay, yeah, you you do what you want to do. It's I get the feeling to want to like shout it out from the rooftop and just be like, "Fuck you," you know, <laughs> because I feel it a lot of <laughs> yes. times when I have to bear through family dinners or discussions and conversations and just hear negative things and they pile on top of you. It's like a heavy yep. weight that you're carrying, and then it's just like. All kinds of issues. Like for me personally arise out of that. And sometimes I just want to stand up and be like in the middle of there it's the middle of this negative conversation it's just like be like, fuck all of you. <laughs> You're making me feel yeah. like shit and I don't appreciate it. But then again it's just like what am I gonna gain out of that attitude? Nothing. And I guess the frustrating thing is that I always constantly have to be the bigger person and just be calm. I hate it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's also like self preservation. <laughs> yeah. So you know we're going back to yeah. it it's the same thing we're go- over and over again you know it's like a vicious cycle and to that end that is also the reason why we're not using our real names <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it's literally like i mean we, we've been through the whole thing but yeah that's the reason why we're not using our real names me specifically i have a family that i know will not be very welcoming maybe a few people will but the majority will not be so i just don't you know i, I I wanted to do this. I want to have these types of like hard conversations, but I never wanted to like expose myself so far as to like reveal my identity and then have my family find it. And I know even if it's in English and the majority of just speak Spanish, it's still gonna be like mm, it. It can cause
1: problems. No, yeah, <laughs> this definitely. type of problem. <laughs> that we yeah. talking about. <laughs> Yeah. Um so for me it's kind of the same like as I said, I'm I think I said it. I, I'm out to some members of my family, like close family, but not all. However, most of my extended family, I mean I'm pretty sure they they are very sure that I am not straight because I mean I don't try to hide it, but I've never said it either. So it's just like I think we're in the I'm the black sheep sheep of the family, but nobody discusses it kind of mm. place, and I think I'm good with that. And also because, you know, I have a job, and my employers are kind of low-key homophobic, and, you know, just in case uh, they find out, and uh, they decide to kick me out of my job, <laughs> that won't be good. Um, and also, you know, because, you know, I my mom is kind of, she kind of knows my Boss, so if my mom finds out, she will share it with everyone and then everyone will know. And you know, from my experience ha- coming out to my former classmates, it wasn't great. So, you know, I'm just saving this for myself because, you know, I kind of exposed too much of myself here to be comfortable sharing with the world. I guess anonymity is great. Yes,
0: I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like yeah this gives us an opportunity to talk about those heart things and put it out there mm-hmm. and I think it's also a little bit freeing at least for me is to be able to like actually say these things in a platform that I know people are going to listen to mm-hmm. and like maybe even relate to who knows you know mm-hmm. Because I know we're obviously not the only country that lives in, like, in, uh, this is the, has this oppressive system. I mean, the US has its fair share of oppression as well, <laughs> obviously. I <laughs> you know was saying, yeah. like, it's like a golden ground, but like compared to a lot of places, it's a much safer place.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like the safety of each country is just, it's relative to others because there yes. are some countries that are worse, there are some countries that are better. But, you know, in the end, I guess what I wanted to say, it's just that sometimes it's it's good to know that maybe you just are talking into the void, but maybe just maybe you're leaving that one person a little bit better than they were like, I don't know how long this episode will be, but say an hour before when they they were kind of you know feeling alone and then they listened to this episode and the the hope there is that maybe they will feel a little bit better knowing that from our experience it it kind of got better a little bit better and like things aren't great but they get better kind of thing I guess
0: definitely I mean yeah, I feel like the whole point of this episode was not only to educate about, like, other countries' histories with pride, but mm-hmm. also to just, like, you know, give a little bit of a different perspective as to, like, cultural changes, you know, significance, oppression, mm-hmm. and in all forms that oppression comes in, because uh, you could be oppressed in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so
0: it's just, like, you know, we... We probably just touched the tip of the iceberg <laughs>
1: yeah. in terms
0: of, like, oppression for the community and and the struggles and everything like that. But at least, you know, we talked about our experiences and if somebody finds this helpful and if they find, like, they relate, you know, that's all we could ever hope for, you know. That's the goal. <laughs> to make yeah. someone feel a little less alone and to share our thoughts and ideas out there into the void, as you say.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean there's to be honest there's comfort in both like sharing to the void just means that I am safe from being perceived but on the other hand being actually resonant in some people that would be like isn't that the ultimate goal in life just having a good impact on somebody else
0: Mm -hmm, definitely and with that, I think we've come full circle, touched on all the bases that we <laughs> we could possibly touch on for this episode. So once again, I'm going to say happy Pride Month to everyone, whether you're an ally, you're part of the community, you're not, it doesn't matter. Happy Pride Month. We all should celebrate our differences and what connects us as well. because That is the whole point of the month of June. <laughs> yeah. So With that being said, thank you so much for everyone that decided to tune in. We are, well, we're happy to continue this journey with you. And we will see you guys very soon. (laughs) And if you want to, you know, continue this conversation or you just want to, you have ideas of topics that you could possibly want us to touch on in some ways, we have an email that you can reach us on, which is 2 at gmail.com. We'll put it on the description of this episode as well. And yes, see you guys next time. See you.